everyone calm down. <laughs> Please. Between the dog, between the neighbors, between you listening. Between the j- Mercury retrograde th- th- coming. <laughs> just chill out. Let's take a deep breath. Welcome back to the Peace, Love, and Applesauce podcast. My name is Juan. My name is Abby. And we're here to keep talking about self-sabotage. For our part two. Our first part two. But I think we're going to maybe dabble in a little bit of what we talked about before. Yeah, so this is just like a preemptive announcement since you mentioned that. Um, over the past six months, Juan and I have talked about a lot of different topics in just single, like, one-shot episodes of, like, you know, we did togetherness, we did mental health, we did, a, you know, we, we, you were there. We did a lot of stuff. And if you weren't there, go back and start over. You know the drill. <laughs> if you would listen to this. So start over and get here and you'll understand the joke. Uh, <laughs> so anywho, we're going to start doing series of topics so that you can get to know our I guess like train of thought better mm-hmm. and how we work through things and how we think and cuz I mean we do get certain praise from time to time on like oh I like the way you guys think or like the way you broke it down was very this that or whatever the case might be and we appreciate those compliments but I feel like if you can kind of like understand how we do it mm-hmm. and like how more, we get there. The more we dive into the, I guess, the science behind how we break ourselves down, mm-hmm. which isn't really a science. It's just kind of like, we just talk. We yeah. work it out. Yeah. So, I guess from here on out, we'll be having different series of different topics because we definitely believe at this point, one episode is not enough mm-hmm. time to talk about a particular object, and that is how we got here today. Well, self sabotage part two. Wow, just you just slurred every bit of that. <laughs> self sabotage. You made me lose my two. whole train. Oh yeah, what I was gonna say was <laughs> like that flabbergasted me. Um, by the time we post the episodes for the week. We end up talking about another point. We're like, oh, we should have said this. Or I felt like I came up with this new point after listening to it. So Mm -hmm. it's like now we'll give ourselves a chance to really expand on it. Even though we were the only ones putting the rules of like, oh, one topic a week. And that's on self-sabotage. So let's run it back. We. So I actually like caught myself. In a moment. He said jumping right the hell in. Yeah, like no no time to wait. If you missed how we got here, go do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> but I was in the middle of a conversation the other day and um, I was processing through why I don't like, like how I'm actually sabotaging myself in dance, right? So we were talking about, like, I was in the group chat with Urban Soul, and they were talking about, like, battle mentality and, like, being aggressive versus, like, you know, just kind of faking it for the battle. Not faking it for the battle, but you know what I mean. Like, Mm -hmm. you understand. So I was preemptively, like, questioning myself, like, how I would respond if they asked me, like, oh, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And the conclusion that I came to that I, like, 
As to, like, why you don't go to battles and, like... Yeah, like, and why I'm not actually doing the things that I say that I want to do, right? Yes. So... So you're I, all talk. Yeah. Word. Like, I've, I've been all talk recently. Word. Not even gonna lie. Okay. Um... What I the conclusion that I've come to, especially when it comes to like now that I'm out of the dance world a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not completely out, but like I'm not traveling to teach. I'm not at the dance studio every single day anymore. Like I've come to the conclusion that I've already given up a lot of time with you and Jewel for my dance career, like, already. And as time goes on and the more time I'm with you guys, the harder I find it to, like, want to leave. So, like, I told you I... You even said, you're like, find some battles, find some flyers, and go. You've already given me the okay. Mm-hmm. But I save them, especially if they're farther out. I remember there was one that was supposed to be at, like, the beginning of August. And I found it at, like, the end of June. And I was like, I'm going to go to it. Didn't practice. Didn't do anything. Got to the day of. And I was like, uh, yeah, people were kind of talking about going to a different jam or a different battle. And I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, in the moment, I always find an excuse. Yeah. Not going to lie. That's all I've been doing. I haven't progressed because I, I'm doing that. But... At the same time, like, while I'm at home, I envision myself going to these battles and potentially doing well until I then see who showed up to the battle, like, afterwards, like, on people's stories. And I'm like, oh, I would have lost if I would have went against them. Or, like, I pre preemptively, like, count myself out. Yeah. Despite how much people, like, have been complimenting the way that I've been moving lately. Yeah. And, like... I've also just been told that, like, I have a confidence issue. Yeah. I fully agree. Like, yeah. I asked one of the guys in Urban, so I was like, so what am I missing? And he was like, confidence, you bozo. Yeah. Started frying me right after that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it's weird because I feel confident, but only in the things that I'm confident in. Yeah. That's the shitty part. I go to a battle and I'm like not as confident because I see certain people there and it's people that I look up to. Like the last, the jam that they threw here, Mm -hmm. I went against that Crumper Rex. And I, in my head, when I was told that he was coming, Uh it, I was like, watch it be my luck that I got to battle this guy. First round. Right. Already in my head. First first way of like counting me out. Mm-hmm. What if I gotta battle him? Mm-hmm. Not oh, I'm I would be excited to battle him. Like that's a mm-hmm. good experience because he's an elite dancer in my eyes. Mm-hmm. But no, I was like, nope, gonna take the L. That was literally like a karmic lesson right in front of you. Yeah. Like, hey bud, we know you have a confidence issue, but we see you've been working on it a little bit. Here's a way to test you. And you just were like nope. I crumbled. I crumbled. Yeah. I sat down the whole time until I had to dance. And that's actually how I treat battles. Like, I won't cipher at all because I'm just like, I need to focus on this battle and I'm not going to dance at all because I need to save my energy. Maybe and like, you blah, blah, blah. should to get some energy out. 
Get some it, feelings out. It's just out. all my nerves. Get your like, feelings out. I don't have fun until I lose. That's stupid. I fucking know. <laughs> Do you know how mad that makes me? You're like, now I don't, that I've lost, I can have fun. I don't jump into the ciphers until I have already been seen by everybody and like at at an L. But meanwhile, everyone's there to just dance, vibe, have fun. No one cares. So I need to do a little more digging as to why I'm like that now. Yeah. Because I used to not be like that. Yeah. I used to be a little overconfident. Then I got told it was cockiness. Then it got beat out of me. Yeah. And I was... Looking back at it, like, so I was there. This was when Juan and I first met at, um, like, the dance team that we were on. And I wasn't there for the exact day that I remember people telling me about when he asked about, like, cockiness versus confidence. Mm -hmm. Looking back at it, I think there was such a blurred line because for some people, cockiness was okay. Yeah. And for other people, it wasn't. And I think because you were new, Mm -hmm. it wasn't okay. Yeah. And that really, like, hurt you in the long run. Because, because that's what street dance is. like. But nobody. But the lesson wasn't taught to you properly. That's yeah. the thing, is yeah. that it was beat out of you. And I was 16. Yeah, at a really impressionable age. Yeah. Because, like, I didn't have the co- I didn't have any confidence. None. Mm-hmm. At that point, I had none. So you I had used to no, also shit on me about my cockiness. I didn't know the difference either because it wasn't taught properly. Fair enough. I'm not saying that, like, it was right. I'm just saying that I didn't know the difference. So if I don't know the difference, how are you supposed to know the difference? Mm. And that's on a teaching problem. Anyway. Back to the whole I do it to myself. I literally am already two to three steps behind everybody else before I even step in the door of a battle. Mm. Because in my brain, I'm like, first of all, I'm not going to drive two hours away. And then pay 10 to 15 bucks mm-hmm. just to take an L. Mm-hmm. And I also have gone to battles. Like the, the one time I went to that battle in Philly, that was when I was delivering newspapers. And I was like, I really don't want to drive home from Philly late because I got to work at 3 in the morning. So, like, I went with there with the intention of leaving early. Mm-hmm. And right now that's a, a problem that they're expressing in the chat. Like, stop leaving early. Mm-hmm. It wasn't directly pointed at me, but I'm like, I felt it because I know I do. Mm-hmm. Or I just don't go at all. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'd rather not go lose money, time, and an actual battle mm-hmm. than go just have fun, have the experience. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, I always take it as this is time for me to spend with you and Jewel. This is the only t- like the weekends are the only time that I get to spend with you guys. Mm-hmm. But we don't always do something every weekend. Sometimes we're just home. But it's like the days that we have stuff to do mm-hmm. are the same days that the battle is. And I'm like, ah, he's going to be mad at me if I go. And I'm like, again, already just shooting myself in the foot, finding, excuse me, every reason as to why I shouldn't go. Yeah. And just like... I know, I keep telling you, go before the baby comes. Yeah. 
but watch the baby get here, and that's when I'm gone the most. I wouldn't put it past you. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> that's just how you work. Bro, I'm sorry. It's fun. Why do you think I left? It wasn't an it wasn't laugh. It wasn't funny when it happened. Like, what, Jewel was two months old when I went out to L.A. for a week? Yeah. Left you by yourself? Yeah. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, On the sake of following my dream. Yeah. So, picking back up where we left off in the book last time, in part one. Abby didn't believe how far I got. She picked up the book for herself yeah. today, and she's like, "Bro, like you're, you're a lot farther than when we first talked about Mr. that." Mr. Relentless can read. Juan's <laughs> <laughs> a really oh, uh, in the time that Juan and I have been together. He's a really slow reader, and I read at like the speed of light. Um, so I've always made fun of how slow he reads. It's so rude. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just it makes me so self conscious to read out <laughs> loud in front of you. Don't. So anyways, picking back up where we were, um, we left with the quote from the book, you're more about self-fix than self-improvement. Right. And I really harped on that, like, in the last episode, you heard that I just, like, really struggled to get through that. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, I, like, on the spot could not, like, separate self-fix and self-improvement because they seemed like the same thing mm -hmm. and that was like i was trying to fight through it so where we left off last time and what i've thought about in the time that's passed i wanted to know more you know but i didn't have any answers so i decided to sit with the unknown and what we talked about last time, rather than diving headfirst into, like, research and reading the book. Right. Because, rather than just hitting the old Google button. Yeah. And I didn't want to just go ahead and read the book because then I felt like maybe I might be cheating myself of, like, an opportunity to, like, learn. Actually like, do the work. Yeah. As it's being told. Yeah. Like, because, you know, we're talking about self-sabotage. It's like, yeah, I could read the book, but I could also, like, you know, ponder with the question a little bit. Yeah. So I'm glad that I did that because it brought me to a brick wall of a question. Mm. Would you like to hear? Oh, <laughs> man. Can't wait. So the question is, in terms of self-sabotage, do I want symptom relief because I want to fit in or do I want to develop a deeper understanding of myself? Run it back. Wait. <laughs> In terms of self-sabotage, mm -hmm. do I want symptom relief because I want to fit in, or do I want to, to develop a deeper understanding of myself? Do I just want symptom relief, or do I really want to understand myself? So months and months ago, I talked about how I was on like a health journey, and that has not stopped. I'm still on that same health journey. Um it's not as serious as it was. It's definitely calmed down. I'm, I'm chilling. Mm -hmm. um, it was but, scary at first. Yeah. But a lot of this health journey has been taking my health into my own hands. And because of that, I have been faced with the question a lot. Am I taking care of my overall health or am I just trying to find symptom relief? And I felt like this applied 
that like symptom relief applied to this topic of self-sabotage? Am I just trying to self-care my way out of it? Right. Or am I trying to understand why I do these things to myself mm-hmm. and what the root cause of it is? So almost immediately after I came up with that question and I, you know, sat with my own question, I Googled self-sabotage. That was the first place I went to. And the first things that came up were like articles from Psychology Today, Very Well Mind, Healthline, Psych Central, and similar search results. And while there are definitely a lot of ways to get help professionally and medically, um, it feels like there's a blurred line between checking yourself and recognizing symptoms of a bigger issue like depression or anxiety, which self-sabotage can be a symptom of depression or anxiety. Really? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So... That led me to how can a topic like self-sabotage jump from a self-help book that you're reading to a medically reviewed article? That feels like a lot, right? Yeah, that's a big leap. Yeah. So thinking that just like a book can fix it. Yeah. So it's important it's important to know that like wherever you are with a self-help journey or I'm sorry, a self-sabotage journey, like if you're doing this along with us, it's important to know where you are and what resources to go for. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be able to be like, hmm, you know, maybe I need some professional help. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start there. Yeah. I don't feel like I need that, so that's just not the route that I'm going to take. I do. Yeah. I'll take some. Yeah. So, you know... Just make sure you know where you are and you're not just trying to be like, I'll just self-help my way out of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'll go on another shopping spree. Yeah. So anyways, like the book says where we left off, we are more about self-fix than self-improve. So we Google our symptoms hoping to diagnose our flaws rather than hold ourselves accountable because I think it's easier to see an issue that quote-unquote can't be resolved in which we then label ourselves as so lazy, a procrastinator, a late sleeper, a perfectionist. That was some gas, bro. Read that again. So the book says you are more about self-fix than self-improve. Uh-huh. And I think that when we harp on that self-fix part, we Google our symptoms hoping to diagnose our flaws rather than hold ourselves accountable. And it's easier to see that as like, oh, that's just how I am. Yeah, you make a bad habit a personality trait. Exactly. Yeah. And like the things that I listed, a lazy, a procrastinator, a late sleeper, a perfectionist, those are all words I would use to describe myself. Right. Every single one of them. But I, you're not a lazy person. You're not a procrastinator. You do the act of procrastinating. Exactly. Like, but that's, that's like where we are. And is then that- you make it by, as I got farther in the book, this is a little tangent, but it goes with it. It, mm-hmm. it starts diving into like your subconscious mm-hmm. actions or your unconscious, depending on like what study you're looking at. 
But when you take that bad habit from like one area, so like say for you, procrastinating with homework, you of course then start procrastinating with like cleaning up after Jewel or procrast like you know what I mean? Like it starts to fumble over into everything you do because yeah. subconsciously you just put everything off. Like mm-hmm. and of course it goes with that say excuse me, I don't know what's going on today. It goes with that saying how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. So like just because you procrastinate you can't say you're not a procrastinator if you only do like procrastinating with your homework and not anything else. Like you know what I mean? Yes. You yep. can't only be a part time procrastinator. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. So that led me to basically list the difference between fix and improve because, you know, according to the book, fix is bad, Mm -hmm. improve is good, right? Even though they both seem like a positive. Yes, and that's why I struggled so hard with understanding that statement in the last episode Uh because fix and improve, it's like fix, better, improve, better. I don't see the difference. But I really sat with each of the words, just fix and improve. And for fix, my brain went in like a million different directions. But the Mm -hmm. first thing that I thought of, um, when you fix something like taking a car to a mechanic, I may have used this reference. You said like windshield wipers. Um, (laughs) 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 The eyebrows got me. She just like, "Mm, that's all I could say. Continue. Wait, just so everybody can see, I'll take a video of me doing just, it. Post it mm. on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so fix. Like taking a car to a mechanic. This same piece is replaced, mm-hmm. right? It You're just getting a newer version. I mean, the part's new, yeah. Yeah. But the but car what, is still the same. The car is still the same. It's repaired. Yeah. it's ju- You're literally just like, oh, this is broken. Let me get you a new one. Here you go. Mm-hmm. It, that's it. It's an equal replacement. Mm-hmm. So that, if you want to, you know, you're probably like, well, how does a car translate to me? Um, you have, we were talking about uh, confidence earlier. And you're like, oh, you know, I just have not been feeling myself lately. I feel like. I lack so much confidence. Well, what's that thing? When you feel good. When you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you play good. That's something I was always told in like football. Yeah, that's it. Exactly that. Like, you know how people say like, oh, get dressed every day, even if you're just sitting in the house because, you know, it'll make you feel confident. So how often are people going out and just replenishing their entire wardrobe every few months for Mm -hmm. the sake of confidence? You're just putting a Band-Aid over the issue. There's nothing wrong with your clothes. There's The confidence is the issue. Mm, I see what you mean. So, like, the act of fixing the problem is going to get the clothes yes. to think that's going to fix your confidence issue. Yeah. Swapping out your clothes doesn't change the confidence issue. Uh-huh. Upgrading your purse to a more expensive purse doesn't fill that void of confidence. Uh-huh. Upgrading your car to a newer car doesn't fill that void of confidence. Right. It makes other people look at you more, sure. But it's not fixing it because if that were the fix, everybody would be fine. I mean, we think we are when we have it yes. until we want the next. Until we like want he the said, next thing. until we want the next shiny thing. <laughs> this man is spitting. Yeah. So then the next thing that fix brought me to was after I kind of 
settled that first part of my mind, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, you know, maybe fix is bad. Like to get your fix, like an addiction. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) And that is like to give in to that thing that you think you can't live without. Right. I'm ignoring peanut. Yeah. Peanut, mind your business. Please go to bed. Yeah, so Thank you. to fix, to get your fix, to give into that thing that you think you can't live without. And that is just like the constant state of like, I would say consumerism, maybe even like, oh my God, I've had such a long week. I just need a drink. I just need this thing. I just need this thing to get me through today. Mm-hmm. And it'll make me feel so much better. Mm-hmm. That Your terrible week is going to fi- be fixed with a glass of wine. Is it? No. (laughs) (laughs) You said that to me like I'm out here chugging bottles of wine. I know. Sorry. I don't even drink wine. Yeah, you pressed me with that question. Yeah. But I mean, there's so many ways that you could look at that. Like, oh, I just need this thing and I'll feel so much better. Or if I just can get this one thing, it'll make my life so much easier. Mm -hmm. And that like we're like addicted to the constant upgrade of things. And that feeds into both of the versions of fix that I just said feed into the instant gratification culture that we're so accustomed to. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, if I can have this thing right now, it'll make me look so much better. I'll feel so much better. I'll Mm -hmm. be where I need to be. And that, if that was working, we would not all be suffering from like self-sabotage. So when I got to improve, I struggled more with improve than I did with fix because I was like, okay, if improve is supposed to be the opposite, then basically it's just the opposite of everything that I said at this point. So improve would essentially be to relinquish things of comfort and old ways of doing things and maybe also depriving yourself of wants and desires for something more long term for, you know, maybe a goal or, or creating a habit. And, you know, instant gratification, what is the opposite of that? Long term consistency, things that we all struggle with. Right. <sighs> there was this section in the book just because you referenced like specifically uh, achieving some sort of goal um in big bold letters the what's his name gary Mm -hmm. gary said human beings are much more engrossed with the task of getting to the goal than actually achieving it or god forbid facing the horror of having to permanently deal with life after they've done something they've always wanted to do Mm -hmm. yeah so like i mean we all talk about getting there we all talk about what we have to do when we get there but like of course when we get there it's always the whoa okay what's next yeah yeah i think that like the the act of building Mm -hmm. and like what did i say the act of building and like relinquishing things of comfort if you're constantly saying like you know i'm so comfortable doing this how can i replace this because it's maybe not good for me Mm -hmm. that would build over time or what was the thing that you said about like if you're willing to go without like right now the long term is always better like you made a reference to oh the depriving yourself of wants and desires yeah for like something more long term yeah yeah i mean like what was the 
You gave an example of it when you first told me about that idea. Um. Like depriving yourself of. Oh, I think I, I used alcohol again as like a reference. But basically uh, my. My brain went to like Starbucks. Oh. Like depri- I mean, not could, getting it on a Friday. I was going to say we could we could use Starbucks. Alcohol just comes first in mind because I, I did that. Yeah. But. Understandable. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Like, you know, you wake up and you're like, man, I just I. I had a terrible sleep. I want to get my my coffee, my morning coffee. Mm-hmm. And you go get coffee every single day. And mm-hmm. you it's like, oh, it's my morning treat. It's the only thing I treat myself to. But that's, like, not true. We're, like, constantly treating ourselves to things. Yeah. So if you take away... We're like, creatures of indulgence. Yeah. We, you take away that thing of, you know, say your morning coffee and you make it at home. You're saving money mm-hmm. so that you can have... You know, maybe something more long term. And I don't know. A lot of things I'm doing right now is for health reasons. Mm-hmm. So. It's I mean, rough. like, yeah, changing <laughs> our diet. Like it's right rough. now it sucks. It does suck like, because it's like there's a lot you have to give up. Um, we don't really have any like this sounds like I'm trying not to be shallow, but it, like we don't have any like materialistic goals right this second. Yeah. It's mostly just health. Yeah. Which is a big goal, and it's hard. Yeah, we feel like, obviously, it's the most important. Yeah. We're trying to be here for a good time and a long time. Facts. So, (laughs) yeah, that was my example of, like, depriving yourself for, like, something long term. Uh Uh-huh. Again, not the next new shiny thing. Long term for creating good habits. Yeah. And that means like, you know. And I mean, of course, you can want the shiny thing. Yeah. But. I'm not. Don't make it your whole life. Yeah. Because you're going to get there and be like, oh, what's next? Yeah. There's always the what's next. Yeah. All right. I have a part of the book that I wanted to share because I, this is a really great book. So. There is this guy that is quoted in the book. He is a Hungarian-American psychologist. This name is a mouthful. Yeah. I read it first, and I was like, I can't pronounce that whatsoever. I'm literally looking at, like, his name breakdown. It's Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi. Okay. Yeah. And he is the guy that coined the term flow. Like, you're you're flowing through things Mm. type of thing. And... In terms of, like, everything we just talked about, the book says the more we experience, so, I'm sorry, before I continue, he, the book is quoting Mihaly. Mm -hmm. There you go. (laughs) The more we experience psychic entropy, which is a fancy way of saying the more complex life becomes, the more miserable we're likely to become. Nothing, and I mean nothing, can fill the void. And I think that's important to note based off of what we said of just, like, understanding what desires and things that you're taking away or you're addicted to Mm -hmm. and how those things affect your self-worth and how you fill yourself, like, you know, filling your own cup, Mm -hmm. right? And then it has this amazing part Juan and I are both blown away by, but it says perspective check. 
You currently exist on a planet inhabited by millions of species of animals, draped in oceans and mountains with gushing volcanoes and waterfalls and creeping deserts, spinning in an endless universe with stars and suns and solar systems that stretch wildly beyond anything your limited little imagination can muster. And yet, <laughs> and yet, you're fucked up because your job sucks or you're carrying more weight than you want or your nose is bigger than your friends or your phone is three models older than everyone else's. That's what the life of yours has come to, a competition. The pursuit of love or admiration or things, you've wrapped up this miracle, your life, in a mundane web of petty, shallow expressions of what it is to be alive. And then you wonder why you're not happy or satisfied or fulfilled. I mean, it's right in front of your face. I'm not even asking you to be grateful. Boy, that gratitude has been done to death, and mm. I can't agree more. Mm -hmm. I'm asking you to check in, to wake up to something a little grander than your belly button and your myriad of <laughs> trifling concerns, to begin to take stock of what you have turned this life of yours into. As you sit here reading these words, this is your opportunity, this is your shot. You, like most human beings, have allowed your life to drift, to meander from one drama to the next without any substantial intervention from you. That's not a put-down, but rather something for you to finally come to terms with. Whatever you have done or not done, it just hasn't been the kind of substantive force of nature required to elicit real-life change. If you truly want to end this, you have to get committed to give yourself fully to the notion that you are, once and for all, done with the life you have had to this point. It's time to interrupt that drift and put an end to it. And in everything that we just talked about, that part really, like, shook me a lot when I was reading this. Because, like, I'm not technically reading this book. I was just reading it for the sake of, like, the conversation. I just asked her to check it out. I was like, hey, you take a look and tell me what you're picking up from it. Because there's only so much I can retain and remember with reading a little amount a day and like trying to comprehend it all you know what I mean yeah and that got me thinking about like how we receive information and kind of circling back to how um you know there's a blurred line between like self-help and like professional help uh, and it's like sorry that was rude that's fine between <laughs> self-help and professional help how like you know, it's like you have this one symptom and it's like, well, do I need professional help or can I do this on my own? Mm -hmm. And it feels like blurry, yeah. right? And for anybody that doesn't know, I have absolute beef with Instagram slideshows. Yeah. Those carousel things that are like, teach how to do this or blah, Oh, blah, blah. yeah. It's like 10 pages long and it's like seven steps to yeah. whatever. Yeah. So after reading that, I still don't know how to like properly define improve mm -hmm. because I'm trying not to put too much of an emphasis on like, oh, don't make it too materialistic Yeah, because I don't want that to be the goal. But at the same time, I know in my head what I need to do. It's like to be a better me. Minus all of the things around me, mm -hmm. right? Does is that like? Can you understand that? <laughs> Honestly, no. 
no. I don't understand where you're coming from with that. So like minus material objects. Like I follow objects. you, but I, I don't get what you're trying to portray. Minus material objects minus what I can give to other people. I want to be a whole complete person. I want to feel fulfilled. I want to feel like I am waking up and giving my best every single day. Gotcha, gotcha. And that's kind of how I'm seeing improve right now. Okay. Right? Yeah. So with that being said. Rather than fixing yourself for other people. Yes. Okay. Yes. I understand. Sorry, that's like hard to fight through when you don't have like, oh, I want to get my dream home or I want to get my dream car. Like, how do you say, I want to get my dream self? Whoa. (laughs) I mean, you just say it, right? You just say it. I want to get my dream self. Like, I want to be... And then you start with, why? It's always why. Why? Why do you want to be your dream self? Yeah. What is your dream self? Yeah. Who? How are you going to get there? And that's the thing, is that, like, with, with like, a car, with a house, with anything of that, like, I could answer that. Mm Mm-hmm. But with, like, a dream self... Like, I want to be, like, authentically me. I don't I don't have an answer as to what that looks like. I just know that I'm not it right now. Yeah. And it's because I give too much of myself to other people, which I have said last time. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, a step above being a complete doormat. Mm. Is that how you really feel? Yeah. I'm sorry. That's fine. I do it to myself. <laughs> I'm serious. Well, I'm just sorry to hear that you feel that way. Yeah. It's a work in progress. It's hard. It's a work in progress. So, you know, beyond the Instagram slideshows telling you how to cure self-sabotage or, you know, the articles on psychology 101 or whatever, or, you know, the, the other things of the Instagram slideshows, like how to level up 10 morning habits to change your life or whatever other attention-grabbing instant gratification bullshit we're ingesting daily we have this incredible button on our phone on the side mm-hmm. and it locks your phone yep lock it lock that shit i miss when we could close our phones that was the flip phones amazing fire yeah i didn't i never had a flip phone oh man i could text in my pocket it was like morse slide. code boop, 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 boop. like pressing the key three times to get a letter mine was like flat open surface and then a uh, a keyboard slid out from the back. Yep. Anyways. Sorry. Nostalgia. Lock it. Lock <laughs> it. Lock it. Lock that shit. Abby and I literally yell at each other. Like, mm-hmm. get off your phone. Throw it. Like, put it. Get yeah. it away from you. Yeah. But in terms of self-sabotage, if you're, if you're doing it, if you're mindlessly scrolling, if you're like, oh, how can I better myself, blah, blah, blah. Lock your phone. Do it right now, as I'm telling you to, because I have two questions. Think about your life, your day-to-day life. I'm also going to ask you this, because I don't think I asked you. Time out before you do. I have, you know how they call, like, if you have a somewhere full of, like, self-help books that you haven't read, they just call it shelf help, because it just sits there. Goodbye. Instagram carousels that you scroll through uh-huh. are the new version of self-help. Yes. Shelf help. Yes. Rather than having it on your uh, shelf, literally, Uh or a bookshelf, you put it in your saved or... Because I know Mm -hmm. I have specific, like, folders for 
coaching stuff, spiritual stuff, uh, dance, art, like, mm-hmm. it's yeah. all just sitting there. I don't look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not helping me any more than that one time that I read it. Yeah. That was all I had to say. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting. So, anyways, I'll ask you this. Everybody listening, you can ask yourself this as well. Lock your phone, put it away. If you're listening on your phone, just stop looking at it. There's no <laughs> video. You shouldn't be. Yeah. Listen. So, think about your life, your day-to-day life. Your routine, what you do every single day, your day-to-day life. What parts do you love? Oh, whoa. Am I answering that? No. Just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, just think about it. We can talk about it afterwards. Just let me I get, also have another Let me get through this. question to add. And after you're done thinking about what parts do you love, what parts do you hate? Mm. Yeah? Yep. In both of which you love and hate, the common denominator is you. Yes. Because it's your life. Yes. Yes. It is. I'm the one doing this thing. Your life won't change overnight because we as people don't change overnight. Yes. We have to want the change enough to let go of the comfort to create space for improvements. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, think about what you love. Think about what you hate. And go from there. I've said probably in the last three episodes, create a list of values. Write it down. Maybe we'll talk about that next time. Yeah. We'll jump into values. Yeah. What do you value? Mm. (laughs) Oh, my God. My my point of all of this, but to wrap up my sentiment of everything that I've said, is um, whether you're stuck like how I was with what is fix, what is improve... Or if you're like, do I seek professional help or do I do this on my own? The point is to make a change. Mm -hmm. Start somewhere. Start anywhere. And the best place to start is by locking your phone. Because if our phones were really that helpful, we would be able to get off of them more and and really live in our day-to-day life. And I don't think a lot of us are doing that. I don't disagree with you there. And I'm not pointing the finger at anybody else. I'm mostly pointing the finger at myself. You should only be pointing the finger at yourself. I am mostly the pointing the finger at myself. the only one that you can worry about. I can sort of point the finger at you. Shut up. <laughs> is there ever a time where doing what you think is self-care is really self-sabotage? So, for Yikes. example, there are plenty of times where, like, I have had that rough week, and I've come home, and Abby's like, it's okay. Do this. Do X, Y, and Z. Let's eat here. We, we've we done this, this, and that. Let's have this this time. Like, mm-hmm. And you, you always uh, glamorize it up as treating myself, since I never do. Yeah, you really take it to the extreme of not treating yourself. I mean, I, I really don't. Yeah. Because I feel like treating myself is self-sabotage. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's all, it's like, why treat myself with this money? Yeah. When I need it for other things. Yeah. But is that a negative? Is that a double negative? Maybe. 
does it all equal out and make it positive? I mean, for you, I don't know. That, you see, we're diving into the philosophical again. But think about that. Like, in those moments where, like, you know, you've had that same hard week at least for the third week in a row now. Mm-hmm. And you're doing the same thing on the weekends to try and alleviate it, but you still feel the same when Monday comes around. Mm-hmm. Are you really taking care of yourself? Yeah. Or are you just setting yourself up to do it all over again? Yeah. I think sometimes what we think is self-care is self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. And it's just a it's just a band-aid. What we're doing is just a band-aid. You're just slapping a Band-Aid on it, and you're like, oh. This Band-Aid on a broken window. Exactly. It's my favorite. Yeah. Band-Aid on a broken window. It's not self-care. It's definitely self-sabotage. If you needed to hear that, it's self-sabotage. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. But on that note, we have definitely taken self-sabotage to the level it deserved to be. Yes. I feel like we we did it justice. The first time you heard us working through it, struggling our initial thoughts, like... But like I said, moving forward with, like, how we're going to have um, new episodes set up as series, um, that's how we actually get through things, is we fight through it when we don't understand. We sit on it a little bit and, you know, really be like, you know, how does this apply to me and how do I, you know, think of it in the way that... I need to understand it. Yeah. And this is self-tab- self-sabotage mm. <laughs> as the way that I need to understand it. I have to break it down like that, like fix versus versus improve and what each of those words mean. And, you know. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Answers aren't going to come to you easy. And they're not going to feel good when you find them sometimes. Because, mm-hmm. of course, it's all you at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. What works for us may not work for you. So as always, take what resonates, leave the rest. You haven't said that in a while. Yeah. I think that I really applied self-sabotage to like what I could relate to. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that like it only relates to me and it won't relate to anybody else. Mm -hmm. But I hope that it would give somebody else a different perspective of how to at least get maybe get through self-sabotage because, you know, when you're facing a topic like this, it's like, that's a big word. And it's a scary word to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, am I self-sabotaging? That's a big, scary word. Hmm. It is. Hmm. And it's like, wow, how do I, where do I even begin? So if I'm even just a method of how you figure it out for yourself, then I'm glad that I did that. Sick, bro. Sick, brother. Follow us on Instagram. At peacelove.podcast. That's so sweet. And if you haven't heard yet, we hope you have a great day. We love you. Peace, love, and applesauce. Bye. Bye.